Only posers die, you fucking idiot! start this special episode off with a little bit of a trapped update. Ah, all right. We, we have no rhyme or reason for segments anymore. Throw them in at the yeah, beginning, no, no. at the very end. It doesn't fucking matter, apparently. It's anarchy. Carefully anarchy crafted, a carefully crafted program, and you've just wrenched the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, fuck scripts and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I'm, I, I've been really big on improv lately. Yeah, so, well, why don't you go yes and yourself into your own asshole? <laughs> so, all right. Now, the Trapped update, real quick. Trapped is still being trapped. They're still on Twitter, and they're still being super pro-Trump and all that fun stuff. But Body Count today, or the last couple days, released a music video called Point the Finger. Okay? <laughs> now, it starts off with Ice-T. He's wearing a bandana, and he talks about all his friends who have died, and he talks about how he's in quarantine, and he talks about how he does his collaboration. Guess who does guest vocals on the Body Count song, Point Your Finger? Dude, is it is it Danny Diablo? No, it's the singer of Power Trip. Oh, shit. So now all, the, now all these worlds are colliding. The best, so a couple things I want to make a note of in this video. First of all, the song is hard as fuck. I am into it. Like it is it Mikey, I think you would dig it. I'm sure like, I will. it sounds like it sounds like everything that you love. It sounds like that bullshit. It's so bouncy. Yeah, sum it all up in one word, bullshit. Very nice. Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. So a couple things. Ice T is wearing a hoodie, and the hoodie says sex money guns. Word. And there are actual guns and there are actual machetes in this video. It's all filmed in an iPhone. The singer of Power Trip points a shotgun at his iPhone and he swings a machete around while he's sitting on a stool in his garage. <laughs> it's it's not a video that is super tough, but it's worth watching just for the fact that it's a part of this this kind of this narrative that's been created around trapped in the bullshit that goes along with that. So Shit, that's all my trapped update is. It's just body count has a video. I'll have to watch it. I'll link it in the show in the show description for anybody who was clueless about it like me. Yeah. So they they point they, they do finger guns a lot. <laughs> like they do this a lot. Do they make the noise? Uh well I maybe. They, did you ever hear the story of uh it was I forget who it was, but they were shooting they were shooting a laser in a in a in a movie and they kept having to overdub the sounds because they kept going pew 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 when they would pull the trigger. <laughs> Yeah, it was like yeah. some. It was like something from a Star Wars movie or something. I think it was like the actors from the new Star Wars. Like they would have to overdub and like reshoot the films because they would be like, boo, 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 boo. Yeah, well, leave it to the millennials not to take things seriously. <laughs> I mean, and I think maybe Ice T probably also did that. Could you imagine him pointing a gun in the camera and going, pew, 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 pew? You know, pow, pow is what he'd say. <laughs> pow. <laughs> so anyway, nothing major. Just that's where we're at right now. We're in a space where I'm just waiting for the tweet storm to come about this video because it talks about police brutality, but also talks about fucking shit up. And then it's these guys that were fighting with Trapped. I mean, honestly, I think it would have made more sense for Danny Diablo to be on it because Ice-T was on that song, that Ice Pick song. And Danny Diablo was one of the two singers for Ice Pick. And You remember that song, Real Recognizes Real? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, that was a good one. But anyway, maybe that'll be the next part too. Yeah, one day, one day. 
Well, all right. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to I Don't Want to Hear It. I'm Mikey. And I'm Shane. Uh, we got a extra special Blast from the Past guest with us today. We got Evan Blaine from the Bad Lucks. What's up? <laughs> What's up, What's Evan? What's going on, man? What's up, dude? It's so good to hear from you guys. I haven't really, like, well, Mikey, I haven't seen you because you just fucking disappeared from all social media. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Shane, you're just a busy man, so I haven't seen much of you either, but it's good to see. I think the last time we saw you, somebody broke a, a light over your back. That's definitely the last time Shane saw me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. the last time I was I was telling I was telling Riley is like I'm gonna interview my friend Evan who's a wrestler and she's like oh that guy because she remembers when you got hit with stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. It's what I do it for the kids, dude. That night <laughs> nobody told me you were wrestling over there. It was like in my backyard in my old condo where I used to live, like right on the edge of the Sunshine Park Plaza, and yeah. nobody told me. I didn't know it was happening. I didn't see a flyer. I do. I wasn't on. How fucking media. dare you, bro? You are not involved in your scene <laughs> at all, Mikey. <laughs> I know, man. I'm uh, fucking see me in two. I'm just the fucking gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> that was a few years ago. Yeah, that was. That was like four years ago, wasn't it? Probably close to that. I'd say it was probably about two, two and a half, but yeah. maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> Time passes a lot slower when you don't have the gram. That's true, which is fine. That's probably what we need. Yeah, probably. One of the things I wanted to do is like, I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about Bad Luck and kind of where they are now, but you also got a new band. You got an illustrious wrestling career. So we thought like, why the fuck did it take us so long to get an interview with Evan? Well, here we are. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Oh, wait. Before we get into it, because you you segued into the show with uh, the trap thing, so I had a little something to add to that. Bad Luck did Cold Bones with the guy who produced the first trap record. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot that you guys worked with that guy. Yep. And he'd, like, he'd done like some Incubus records and stuff, right? Yeah, he did Science and uh, what is the other one? Like Morning Wood or something? <laughs> morning View? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Morning yeah, Wood. Morning, morning View. <laughs> <laughs> what was that dude's name? Jim Wirt. W-I-R-T. He also, this is actually funny too, he also, in the 90s, there was like a WWF like um, entrance music compilation. I think it was called like fucking, I don't know, Attitude, some, who cares. But he did he did that as well, so that was kind of funny. I wonder how much money he made off that. Like he's probably coasting off that alone. Probably, dude. He probably fucking lost it all buying weed. That dude loves <laughs> to smoke weed. <laughs> so much so yeah. much weed i think especially for my benefit since i haven't been keeping up on current events when i heard that you were gonna be a wrestler i just i had no frame of reference and now you are a wrestler so you did what you said you were gonna do so you you gotta fill fill me in let people know like how did how in the fuck basically i this is such a fucking like it sounds like a fake story but I went to uh, Ireland, like, right before one of the last Bad Luck tours I did, and there was, like, these crazy cliffs, and I was standing up there, and I'm, like, 22 at the time, so I'm like, what is life, you know? So, (laughs) fucking, I was just like, man, I gotta try something different, and I had wanted to be a wrestler since I was probably, fuck, it was my first memory of wanting to do something was wrestling, so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna try it. So, when I got back, I finished that tour, 
And then we got home and I was still kind of like iffy about it. Talked to a couple of buddies about it. And they were like, man, fuck it. You're young. Just do whatever, man. Do it all. So I called them. I was actually, it was so weird because I called them up while I was shipping out Bad Luck merch. So I was like, this is just like <laughs> fucked, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I called them up and it was cool at first and whatever. And then it wasn't. And then it was again. So, um, so I did that and then I found like a school eventually and unfortunately went to that school instead of a different school that I wanted to go to. And it's just been, you know, rolling that ball from there and just seeing what happens pretty much within that. Like I was to say, so within that, so you become this wrestler, you have this stage persona or like you have this persona, right? Like you have this character that you run, which I think is fucking awesome. Like it's Thank one you. of the best things I've ever seen. Like I'm so, so for it. Um, and, uh, it like, I mean, you've won titles, and you've wrestled at like these different places. Like I've seen you on fest wrestling and stuff. So like it all ties back to that too. So like, what, what is that all like? Like, what is it like having a title? What is it like kind of working in that space or kind of being in that? Like, th- cause it's such a different culture than anything that anybody realizes. Right. Like, like the wrestling yeah, business is very, a very specific. Yeah. We have no idea what it's like. Well, you do Shane, you watch wrestling. I'm just saying like, I have no frame of reference. Yeah, I watch a lot of wrestling, but I also like also recognize that like that's a culture that I just cannot survive in. I'm too soft for that world. It's funny how many uh, people from punk rock are in wrestling, though. So a lot of the I mean, there's a lot of like old school kind of gatekeeping bullshit that goes on. But there's also like a huge flood of like punk rock kids and stuff like that that are in wrestling that are pretty much just trying to like break down all that shit and make it more uh inclusive and stuff for everybody so it hasn't been that hard like i can imagine that like in the early 2000s it'd be pretty fucking hard for a guy like my size and shit to break in at all um but it's definitely like a different it's i mean you got a bunch of people that uh think they can fight and i mean that in like the most sincere like i don't mean anything mean by it but you have a bunch of people that kind of think they can fight and so that inflates egos and there's a lot of egos in wrestling, but at the same time, it's really similar to like being in a punk rock scene. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of cool people, um, that just have everybody's best interest in mind and they're just going out there fucking killing it and having fun and doing their thing, you know? So it wasn't that crazy of a transition from like being in a band and being in the scene and all those kind of things. Um, but definitely like things like working out and fucking training and, you know, dealing with some of like the inflated egos and stuff was kind of tough. Dude, what feels better? Like when you get, because look, I, I, you know, I saw some of you guys' shows. We saw a lot of your shows, uh, and people would fucking lose their minds when Bad Luck would play, us included. But like, what's what feels better? Like the crowd going off to your music, or people going nuts when you I, shit? I don't know. Elbow drop somebody. Fucking dude! I, at this point, I don't even know because that's why I'm kind of like, oh man, I need to make a record. Cause like they just both feel fucking good, dude. Like especially when I do shit with uh, fest wrestling, we um, the way my character is, he's kind of just like a brawler, so he just gets out of the ring a lot. And like we do a lot of shit that the fans are like right there, they're pouring beer on me, and all that shit is fucking uh, crazy. It's a lot of fun, it, it it feels really similar to like you know all the kids going off and stage diving and all that kind of shit um, with bad luck and stuff. So. I don't know, dude. Like for a while, I was like, "Oh, wrestling, wrestling," but now I'm like starting to get the itch for that too. So they just both feel great, man. It feels cool to like vision something and then do it, and then have anybody at all give a fuck about it. It's just a cool feeling. 
So how did you come up with your with your character then? Because I remember so one of my favorite things because when we like I remember hearing about you going into wrestling and being like, all right. Like I remember you all were like really stoked about wrestling and then you were like, I'm gonna go into it and where everybody's I was kinda like, Okay, like let's see what like I'm stoked for him. Let's see what happens. Like do the thing. Yeah. But I remember when you were first getting into it, one of the things that I'd heard, and this is I don't know if this is true, but I heard it through Grapevine, that you had this character that was gonna pretty much be like a copy of Ric Flair, but pretending like Ric Flair didn't exist or didn't know about that person. <laughs> yes. So it's like <laughs> That which, is kind of true. The, <laughs> which, when I heard that, it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever heard. I was like, that's brilliant. Like, this character is Ric Flair and has no idea who this other person is. Like, pe- that, people would hate that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was going to do that originally. And I had my name as McAllister for my last name, as my wrestling name. Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be, like, from Kevin McAllister because his family was, like, rich or whatever. And it just kind of sounded like a Richie like name, you know? So I started, I I like did that and I got the name and I never fucking followed through with it one bit. Like (laughs) I fucking immediately when I started getting gear, I was like, I got to get black gear. I got to get this jean jacket. So it was like, I fucking don't know how to do it because I don't know how to be rich. I'm just a poor fuck. And (laughs) it's what it is. Well, who decides on like the storylines and stuff? I mean, because I I know that it's real physical work that you guys are doing in there, but you do you guys decide the storylines amongst one another, or 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 is that even really enter into it? So it depends on like the company you're working for. Like, so for Fest, I've worked there for so long, so you know he might come to me and be like, "Hey, I got this idea," you know, blah blah blah, and I might be like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Let's change this or put this in," or. I might be like that fucking idea sucks. Let's do something different. Or I might come to him with an idea and he'll be like, yo, you suck at everything. Like, let's do something else. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you know, it just depends. Like a lot of places that like I'm coming into the first time, it's just like, Hey, you know, I'm here to do whatever you guys need me to do. And you know, unless they're really going to like, I don't know, like violate my character and really just not get it. Like I'll just do whatever, man. It's fucking cool. I just want to go out there and do it. What's your character now? Like, what's the, you know, the description, the the bio? So, yeah, I mean, I got really big into, like, chopper culture and stuff like that over the last few years. So, I started kind of digging deeper into, like, like when I kind of figured out that I don't know how to be a rich guy, I was like, okay, well, I know how to be, like, a poor guy. So, I was like, how can I, like, do that? <laughs> how can I do that but, like, make it, like, kind of more, like like fashionable i guess in a sense and like make it not just like a fucking bum in holly hill like be like you know something that like at least looks cool and has some edge to it so i got into like bikes and like i started uh i'm not like a huge fan of maylene but i started kind of watching their videos and what they were doing i took a lot from from that band um and yeah just just shit like that like finding like got really big into like snake skin fabric and shit i know it's such like a weird thing but like just <laughs> weird sick, shit yeah. like that. <laughs> so I just try to find as much like wacky shit and throw it together and see what happens. I think that's been one of my favorite things to watch. Like, so when you do, when you cut promos and stuff, one of the best ones I still think about this is it had to have been when you broke your foot. So yeah. I, something like that, you broke your leg or ankle or something and you were in a boot, but the video starts with you on a jet ski that is on land and you are making the noise of the jet ski going, and then you just start talking shit to the person you're going to kick their ass and then you pretend to ride off on the jet ski 
<laughs> that's literally like parked up on the beach or like yes. on the bank of the river. <laughs> um, yeah. That's so awesome. there's a story like to that too. Do you guys know? Um, so my buddy that plays bass now with Porch Coffin, his name's Joey. Um, I don't know if you guys know him, but he was in a band called like Meridian and just like he was in some of like Sam Coon's bands. Um, okay. But, uh, he's a fucking maniac, dude. The dude is fucking insane. So he, he got his license because I don't know why the state gave him that, but he got his license. So we're driving. I'm showing, I lived like where I'm from. I don't know if you guys know where like the rock and ranches in Holly Hill, like off in yeah. Nova. So yeah. I'm from like that area. So if you drive like two streets away from my house, there's like this just destitute fucking trailer park that looks like an atom bomb went off in it. So I was like, yo, let's go check it out. You know, I want to show you. So we're driving around and he sees this path in like the woods and he just drives his fucking car into the woods. So now we're driving through the woods in his fucking Nissan and uh, we come up on like this bomb like compound. It was honestly like really fucking impressive. It was like they built like this whole fucking compound out of like spare tires and like old fenders and like it's just fucking crazy looking. So we kept driving, or we saw, actually, we're driving in, and we see this fucking nasty, just disgusting jet ski, and I'm like, that's <laughs> fucking weird, you know, it's just a jet ski in the woods, like, how the fuck did that even get here? So we're driving, and then we see the compound, <laughs> and we're looking at it, and I'm like, dude, I should shoot a promo here, and he's like, yo, you should shoot a promo on that fucking jet ski. So we went back, and we shot a promo on it, and that thing was fucking gross, dude, dude it had like tag poles in it and shit, it was fucking disgusting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it worked. Like, like I said, the best part was that. I mean, it was it was great. Like, I was watching. I was like, hell yeah, I can get by this guy. And then, uh, but the my, I was dying because you were doing the jet ski noises with your mouth off screen. Yeah, dude. Like you're you're going, just, you gotta believe what you're doing. So we obviously know you, and we've talked about the band on this show a bunch of times, but we obviously know you from Bad Luck, which was a band that was somewhere between punk and rock that came out of Daytona in like, what was it, like mid, early to mid-2010s, I would say? Somewhere around there? Yeah. 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 We, it was at the time when we were kind of running, like we weren't a similar band, but we fucking loved you guys so much, and we always wanted to play shows together. We were in We're Not Dead, which was more of just like a like a straightforward traditional punk band. We didn't have like the uh, we didn't have the pop sensibilities, let's say. <laughs> but like, no, we did not. Seeing the trajectory that that band has taken over the past couple of years, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm I'm not really familiar with the new stuff, um, and I honestly haven't talked to those dudes in a long time. I saw Dom and Joe like back in September of 2019. That was it. Yeah. Cause that's where we know you from, and that's that's how I met you. So how'd you how did it get going? Can you talk about the beginning of it? You were an original member, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Dom started this as like a solo project thing. It was just like an acoustic EP or whatever. Um, so he released that, and then I heard it, and I was trying to get like my recordings up off the ground, even though, dude, so bad. Um. <laughs> so yeah wait bad. weren't you you were like doing production weren't you yeah that was later on and those were like not as bad so the, i won't say they were great but those were this i was bad at this time 
So I hit him up and I'm like, hey man, would you want to like record like one of these songs like full band or whatever? And he was just like, no, but do you want to play in my band? And I was like, ah, I don't know, not really, but like I'll come check it out. So we played, um, what song did we play first? We played King of the Ring. That was the first song we ever played together. Oh, and shit. uh, it was like weird, dude. It was like, and I hate like when bands say this kind of shit, but it, it's like, I guess it's like a cliche for a reason. But, like, it was just one of those, like, clicked right away kind of things. And I had barely fucking known these dudes. I had known Jake kind of through the scene and stuff. And I knew, like, Dom and Joe, like, from Vaughn Wolf. But I didn't, like, know them really. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. It just fucking clicked. And uh, so I joined the band that day. And then, I mean, I guess the rest is history. But it wasn't, like, any, like, crazy cool story. I just showed up at, like, this weird dirty house one day and played this song. And it just sounded cool. So I'm I'm so glad you breached the topic of dirty. We're gonna talk about that because <laughs> fucking we've got so I've got so I've oh anyway so, so that's dirt. how it started. No, I mean the no, idea no, like, the idea that you guys just clicked is not that's not foreign to me because I mean I feel like uh, I mean not every time I did a band but there was a couple of times and Shane can probably attest to it where you know you just kind of feel it goes right the first time you know you play together like even though it's not as great as what you'll go on to do. Like maybe the first cover or the first song you play together, you're like, oh yeah, this doesn't totally fucking suck. So th- it makes right. sense. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's what happened with like we're not dead and stuff. I mean, I remember doing that. I remember doing that with years from now, and uh, and just like there's just some times where it's like, yeah, okay, this feels good. We'll keep going. Dude. And other times I'm like, I don't want to jam with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that yeah. happens a lot, and it's so uncomfortable because when it's like one of your friends and you don't know how to tell them like. So every time they hit you up, you got to be like, dude, I'm just like working late. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> sucks, dude. I hate that feeling. But we're not dead fucking rocked. And I, I like, I know no, you guys thanks, don't dude. care, but it, you guys fucking rocked. No, those those shows were so much fun. Like, I remember playing at uh, like Atlantic Sounds and thinking that we were all going to die um, because <laughs> it was raining. Asbestos or some shit? <laughs> well, besides asbestos, it was, do you remember it was raining? And the the roof was leaking, but it was oh, leaking yeah. through the lights onto like right into the middle of where the bands were playing. Yeah. So I was like, somebody's gonna get shocked. We still did it, man. And we, <laughs> we're we not it, we dead. Work. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Savannah, do you guys remember Savannah? Yes. For anyone who's listening, we took a weekend, uh, bad luck, and we're not dead. Did a little weekend up to Savannah, Georgia. And it was only about 48 hours, but it was a wild fucking time. It was. And I don't remember hardly anything from it other than Derek James being a maniac, dude. He, like, Mm -hmm. walked out of this bar with, like, a whole pizza somehow. And he, like, was yelling at this fucking dude because of something. And then he ended up throwing the whole pizza at the guy or some shit. And then running and (laughs) jumping in our van. And we just took off. And it was fucking weird. So, my... One of my favorite stories from that trip was that we were because because we 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 would always joke that you guys were like the young ones coming up and we were the old farts that were like too tired to tour. Yeah. So when we were in <laughs> we were in Savannah, we were like, we're getting a fucking hotel. Like we're not gonna sleep. And you guys were like, can we park the van in the in the parking lot of your hotel? And you guys slept in your van <laughs> in the parking lot of our hotel. And then you were like, can we swim in the pool because we're not gonna do showers and that was how you were gonna shower for that trip yeah we were just trying to get our punk cards man we just we <laughs> needed those punk cards so bad we were like we know we're gonna be a pop band so we need these punk cards uh, i don't know <laughs> it man 
We were just trying to save money, probably, you know. We just yeah. were gross. We didn't give a fuck. Dude, you remember? I, I think I refused to shake. I refused to shake Joe's hand on that entire trip because he <laughs> either had his either his hand was knuckle deep in his nose or it was in his pants the entire time. No, he his wiped hand. his ass. I think he wiped his ass uh, with his hand or something on that trip, and that's that's why. <laughs> Dude, that man would just shit himself and then not. He'd be like, "Oh, I shit myself," and then we'd be like, "All right," we'd just like wait for him to like clean him, but he would just he would just sit there in his shit. Just, yeah, I, don't I don't. How does he I function as an adult? I love, I love Joe, but that's. I don't that's think that he that would like full then. on shit. I really think that he just thought it was hilarious. Like I think maybe he farted. It got a little, little gross down there, but he <laughs> made it sound like he had skin marks. Man, he would always show. Yeah, him, like, dude, he'd fart he and show would. everybody. <laughs> dude, do you remember though? Um, it was like outside. It was when we were. I think we were in Brunswick. Um, it was the first show. And the one thing that I do vividly remember was that uh, our gu- our guitarist Derek got a little he got a little too uh, drunk, and it, you guys he like he like face planted in the parking lot. <laughs> that was that was Valdosta. Oh my god! Or Valdosta, yeah. And I remember I th- it was I think it was Dom looked at me. He's like, "Is he gonna be okay?" <laughs> and I'm like, "He does this all the time. It's fine." He said, "I'm gonna get the lumber. I'm gonna go north." And then he, yeah, he walked and <laughs> fell. And that was that was all he said. <laughs> you guys never use that for a song title? I'm going to get the lumber? <laughs> we never did, no. and we should have. Yeah, definitely. One day. One that day. That was a great trip, man. That That is one of like those trips. That, like It was short. We didn't go that far. You guys, I mean, you've probably fucking toured more than I have. But like I've been on a three-weeker before, and it fucking sucked ass. But those two mm-hmm. days that we did, that was so much fucking fun, dude. And that like that was the thing that I always liked about you guys was I felt like even though and, and I've always said this, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to kiss you guys' ass. You guys, we thought were such an amazing band and we weren't. But like I felt like we were kindred spirits, even though we were all like fucking 10 years older than you guys. Yeah, it was just it the, the the trip just felt like it gelled really well. Well, we looked up to you guys so much though. Like we probably never said it, but we were like, dude, they're so cool. Like they they have fucking gray beards. It's so sick. <laughs> like, dude, we just thought you guys were the fucking coolest. So, you know, we were just I don't know. We were young looking up to you guys and you guys were old looking not down on us, but you guys were like, These dudes are gonna do something. So I think it was cool. Yeah, it it worked out. I have a tattoo from that trip. Uh, Amelia and I, yeah, Em and I got tattooed on that trip because when we got to Jacksonville, we like we spent a whole day in Savannah because you guys had somewhere else to go, and so we spent a whole day in Savannah labeling the size of boats. Like we were like, we're gonna need a bigger boat, but we were like, that boat is of adequate size. And Amelia and I got uh, tattoos for that trip um, because we were just we spent literally like almost twenty four hours just talking about boat sizes. We were going insane. Awesome. Were you guys on acid? No, we were all we were all sober. That makes it even cooler. Yeah, it was wild. Or, and then we had to weirder. stop at a gas station. We stopped at a uh, a truck stop and got like um like bootleg peach cider. Um and I probably could have gotten poisons from that, but cuz it just had like a cork <laughs> in it, but it worked out. Yeah, man. God bless the south. <laughs> <laughs> There's something I remember. Um it wasn't on that trip, but it was around that time cuz most of the dudes in the band were living in and then that horrifically dirty apartment, which Shane can talk about in a sec. Yeah. Um, but I remember we all went to the mall one day, a whole bunch of us did. 
and we were driving in your guys' van. I don't know why we went to the mall. It was like I was fucking reliving my teenage years. But um, we listened to <laughs> And Out Came the Wolves by Rancid, the, like, there and back. I remember, like, feeling like I hadn't made new friends in punk rock in probably, like, 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had my old friends, but I hadn't made new friends. I'm like, they, they get it. You know, and that's why I felt like it was such a bummer when, like, it seemed from our angle, like, things kind of began to fall apart with that band. Yeah, for sure. Can you talk about, like, your exit and the demise and all that? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say it was a demise. Like, I love those fucking dudes to death. I just had uh, lunch and some drinks with Dom today. Oh, Um, no shit. Oh. Yeah, he's, like, one of my best friends, so... Uh, I just really wanted to be a wrestler, man. I mean, him and I butt heads a lot, like musically, but I mean, he's such a creative writer and, and such like a, I don't know, fucking force to be reckoned with when it comes to writing. So it's hard to have two cooks in the kitchen with somebody like that. Um, and then it got to a point where I think I was inputting ideas that necessarily weren't going to make the song better. It was just like, I got to have like say somehow. So I think it just gets toxic when things are like that, you know. And then I think, like, we had done so many, like, tours where we weren't making a lot of money, and that starts to wear on people, so attitudes start kind of shifting. But at the same time, we're getting some notoriety, so there's some ego uh, building between all of us, you know what I mean? So just some shit like that um, that probably could have been worked out if I was like, hey, I just need to take a break or whatever from touring, but... At the time, my head was like so far up wrestling's ass. I just had to do it. So, yeah, I mean, and now you're Wolf Taylor. And now I'm Wolf fucking Taylor, dude. So, (laughs) yeah, but I fucking love those dudes. Those dudes are my brothers. So, you know, there's no dude. Have you? You know who I haven't talked to in a long time is Jake, and I heard that he like is basically like a sommelier now. Dude, he's a sommelier, and it's so funny. Jake's actually in this new band that I'm doing. Oh, Jake's Uh, in the new. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's actually flying down on Monday to do drums for that uh, stuff that I sent Shane. Wait, where Wait, is he's flying down? Where are you? Where is he? Where are you? What's yeah. going on? I thought Jake was in I thought he was just, I, Why doesn't he just fucking drive? Yeah, so I live in Orlando, but Jake lives in D.C. He just moved there in March, I think, February. Oh. March. I thought he lived in time. Jacksonville. He he did, and he owns a bar there. But his him and his wife moved to D.C. Oh, shit. She does, like, because she, like, does stuff in, like, politics or something, right? Like, she does some government yeah, or something or other. Something or she's, like, like, a social worker or something. Something like that. Like, I think she does, like, um, where she helps, like, organize charities and stuff like that for political parties or something. I don't know. Yeah, so, it goes over my head. So selfless. Dude, the <laughs> amount of times I've probably asked her, so what do you what do you do for work? And she's like, dude, I have told you what I do for work too many times. <laughs> so I don't fucking know what she does still. Honestly, but, yeah. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. People ask me, I'm like, I have, I have a behavior guy. Like, that's all I can do. I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you what I fucking do. Yeah. So I cut hair. So, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Cut hair and, and beat ass. Yeah. So you're a barber now? Yeah, I'm a barber. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I didn't even know that. So this is what all the shit I miss. I have no idea what's going on. For a little bit, you were working, or you, like you are at the barbershop, but didn't you do like promo photos when you won a title at the barbershop? Yeah, I think so. Um, I didn't do like formal ones, but I think like my coworkers are so into it. So they're like, bring the title in, dude. So <laughs> I brought it in. The first one I won, I brought it in. I put it on my, uh, my station the whole day. I just had it sitting there on my station. 
<laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the so what titles did you win? I know you won tag team titles. Um I have I won tag team titles? Yeah, I have won. Yeah, I have won a tag team title. Um right now I have a title hanging in my room. That's actually really cool. Um it's a memorial title for my buddy Rex who passed away. Um so it's pretty cool. It's called the Defender of Humanity uh championship and it's got a bunch of pot leaves all over it because he loved pot i I love that that fits your your character so well too like because your character like for those people who haven't looked him up yet but it's like definitely like a white trash hero type of character like like beer swilling smoking like it's like it's so fucking good like i am like so into it it's like if cactus jack were like really loved like budweiser (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's perfect talked about wrestling we talked about your previous stint in this in in bad luck but one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on here too was to talk about your new band which is porch coffin so tell us a little bit about that yeah so i mean pretty much ever since uh i left bad luck i've been like wanting to do something kind of but like you know just was so busy with wrestling and stuff and uh i could never like find the time and honestly, like, I'd never put a record together on my own. So I was like, I don't really know how the fuck to go about this. So uh, I started writing, like, a couple years ago. And then I was like, this is all trash. So I trashed it. And then I started writing again, like, last year. and But then it was, like, way more, like, I got into, like, Credence. So it was, like, country sounding. And it <laughs> just, like, wasn't right. It was, you know, it's cool, like, to explore things and try new things. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you know. <laughs> I'm not from Knoxville. So, right. So, yeah. So then, um, I don't know, man. I just, I jammed with Jake. I had these collections of songs and then me and, uh, the dude playing bass, his name's Joey. Uh, we got together with Jake and we jammed one of them and he was like, this song's really good, but like, it just doesn't sound like you. So go home and like, basically like whatever, make it sound like you like the song. So that's what I did, man. I went home and I was like, what do I like? I like fucking big rock bands that have like cool riffs and they're not like hard to play and they're just fun to play. And so I kind of did that like a little too much probably um, to where like, you know, I I like the riff so much that I'm like, all right, now bring back the riff, you know, Um, (laughs) more riff. Yeah. So I did that, man. And then it just started coming so naturally. It was weird. Like (laughs) once I started being like, okay, this is what it sounds like. It was just like there was one song here's another song there's another song and at this point like there's only five i think there's five on that but um at this point i think we have probably like 10 at least like not fully flushed out songs so i dig the new stuff it to me it sounds reminiscent of some of the older stuff you guys did but it's like newer and and just like a little different i th- i thought it was really cool thanks dude i really appreciate it yeah i put like a lot of fucking work into these songs like i bought like you know some like cheap recording stuff and just sat here for fucking hours and hours trying to write these songs so i'm really excited about it man i hope that you know they at least get put out to where somebody gets to hear them it's got you got like the greatest name for a band too porch coffin is like (laughs) that's (laughs) that's fucking great is there significance behind it 
Yeah, I mean, me and Joey, uh, we lived in an apartment in Gainesville for a while together, and, you know, we would just get drunk and, like, fucking fuck off around the neighborhood and, like, whatever, like, steal shit or break shit or, well, I don't know, just being fucking assholes. <laughs> and one time we <laughs> stole this, like, Halloween decoration coffin, and uh, we put it on our back porch, and we just started filling it up with beers. And by the time we moved out... um the whole thing was so full it was just like it looked like it was throwing <laughs> beer cans up it was just like beer cans pouring out of it so yeah so we tried like thinking of other names but we kept coming back to porch coffin i think we were like kind of fearful that it was like too gothic sounding or something but then we we're like i don't know who fucking cares so we just went with porch coffin <laughs> it sounds like it to me porch coffin like distills gainesville down to like two <laughs> words you know it's just like yeah. everything just kind of sucks and it's dead <laughs> and yeah, everyone's dude. on their fucking porch even though it's a hundred degrees <laughs> yep yo that's so true but yeah dude it was it was fucking great to talk to you and um we're definitely gonna like keep us posted with the band because i mean we'll promote it on here we we have so few bands that we've interviewed or talked to um, so we definitely will like, I mean, like what a yeah. hundred people yeah. will listen to this episode eventually. So yeah, but that's cool, man. Yeah. Maybe we can do it again and we'll do it with the other two guys. Yeah. That'd be and rad. Let's do it, man. It was great talking to you guys. Yeah. You too, man. All right, buddy. All right. I'll see you guys soon. I right, see you, man. Well, all right. That was a, that was a, that was a great interview. Good talking with Evan, but now I think it's time for our final segment. Explain this bit! What the fuck did you become a punk for? Hey man, kid wants to be a punk. Let him be a punk. So being that the past ex- couple of Explain This Bands I've done have been specifically targeted to hit Shane in a place <laughs> that he's not comfortable with, I fully expected a full-on barrage of beeps and bloops and scarf-wearing, whispering uh, slam poetry. I, 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 I thought it was going to be something horrific that I, I couldn't handle, but... You know, he 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 surprised me this week. I try. You know, I, as 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 mad as I get, I play the long game. Like it's a revenge thing. Revenge <laughs> is a long game. It's not. I, it's not. I'm not short sighted. Well, the band that you sent me this week is a band that I, I'm somewhat familiar with. I've uh-huh. seen them live. I remember. I remember when they were fairly popular in the uh, metallic underground. I guess you'd call it. The band is called. Every time I curl up and die. No. <laughs> That's what they sound like to me. The band is called Curl Up and Die. Great name. Shane, explain this band. Ah, uh, yes. So, Curl Up and Die. Um, fun fact, they did, from what I remember, maybe not a fact, maybe this is kind of folklore in punk and hardcore, they got their name, they were named after a, uh, a salon named Curl Up and Die, but D-Y-E, as in dye your hair. <laughs> Where was that? Fucking Las Vegas, where they're from. Oh, they're, they're from Vegas? They are from Las Vegas, Nevada. I was going to say, are they from Williamsburg, Brooklyn, with a, name, <laughs> with, uh, a salon name like that? But okay. Right. No, you would think so, but no, not so much. So 
<clears throat> here's what I like about this band. And one thing that I thought was really cool. So they started in 98, they went through 2005. So they had that like, kind of like hardcore, uh, that 10 year, like that seven year, like not too long. They weren't around, but they got back together in 2019 and they are talking about recording new music and putting out new music in 2020. So as I was thinking about this, I was like, I'm going to go back and listen to their catalog. So they are um, a really, I would say, technical kind of metalcore, metalcore band from that era. So bands like Every Time I Die when they first started, Poison the Well, like they could play with those bands without any issue. They could tour on that and fit the bill without any problems. Now, <clears throat> one of the things I really loved about this band is that they were signed to Revelation Records. So all I could picture is Ray Capo, just like his ears bleeding, wondering what's going on with this music. <laughs> now... They put out a couple records. They put out um, uh, an album called Unfortunately, We're Not Robots, which yeah. is fucking awesome. Their they, titles and, are great. So I will say this. That's one thing about this band that I, I think is it, – they're such a perfect time, uh, like a capsule. Like they really capture a moment in history in punk and hardcore where everybody had really long song titles and they were really snarky. But they actually did it better than a lot of bands did. A lot of bands tried to do it. Like every time I die does it, and they do it pretty well. That guy, that guy knows how to you know work his way around a pen um, when he writes. But you've got some bands that were really, really awful at it. These guys do a pretty <laughs> good job with their song titles, and so dude, uh, ultra carb diet, carpooling, stupid fucking life is my favorite title of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, I mean they they have some really fucking awesome. <laughs> that, that one is really good. So they put out an EP called "The Only Good Bug Is a Dead Bug." Um, <laughs> yeah, and then they put out their full length, which is unfortunately we're not robots. And with that, they had songs like "Ted Nugent Goes AOL," "Doctor Doom," "A Man of Science Doesn't Believe in Jesus." Why the fuck do you? Um, which makes me laugh. Um, yeah, in that one was they were kind of like I don't know, but then they ended up putting out a couple EPs called "We May Be Through the Past." We may be through with the past. And then the second AP to follow it was, but the past ain't through with us. So technically these two together are like a full length record, but they released them as two EPs. Yeah. And those come with songs like, uh, damn girl, that shit is deep like the ocean. And a song called China part breakdown, which makes me laugh so fucking hard. So I hate mm -hmm. almost every person I come in contact with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, on, but, but the past ain't through with us. They've got songs like nuclear waste. Bring that shit. We want a state full of irradiated superheroes. Um, and so, and they, and on both of those EPs, they have these songs that are in Morse code, which are really cool. And they're kind of these weird instrumental songs, but they've got some weird stuff that goes along with them. So, but then they ended up in 2003 or 2005, putting out their last full length, which is called the one above all the end of all that is. I love yeah. this album. I saw them on this tour. They did this tour with a band called fear before the March of flames before they got super shitty. Um, they had put out like this one really cool record called art damage, which I really dug. And then the rest of their stuff was kind of, um, but they did this tour. And on this one, they have songs like uh, antidepressants are depressing. Uh, this, they have a song called instrumental, which kicks off right away with vocals. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, you know, they were just, they were, they had this really cool snark about them. They do have this really intense edge to them. Like if you're listening to bands like Converge and Every Time I Die, they've got that feel where it's like really thrashy, some really cool, like guitar noise that they make. Um, and just a lot of fun for me to listen to. I really enjoyed listening to them for a little bit. And I went back and listened to, unfortunately, We're Not Robots. And I listened to 
the one above all, the end of all there is, and those two EPs, and I fucking love them. Uh, one of the cool things about Unfortunately We're Not Robots, it starts off with these four songs that are all six seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just goes, like, it's like this really quick riff, a lot of big loud drums, and it kicks off, the, the songs are called We Are All Dead. Those are the titles of those four songs right in a row. Four songs. And what are the lyrics, Shane? Uh, we are all dead. <laughs> so anyway, they, so they, so the reason I brought this up is because one, they were a band that I really enjoyed back in the, I almost did this band for, um, for a forgotten freshness, but decided to do this as an explain this band because they just weren't a little bit of discussion because of how interesting their, like their trajectory was, how they kind of broke off and split up, how they ended up starting a baseball themed grindcore band with a guy from thrice, uh, called, oh, yeah. uh, Pug Destroyer, um, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and they do they did a lot of stuff like that. So anyway, they're back. They're putting out a new record in 2020. I'm excited about it. But if you get a chance, listen to either the EPs, uh, the, the we may be through the past, but the past ain't through with us, or listen to the one above all, the end of all that it is. So, and that's Curl Up and Die. I listened to Unfortunately We're Not Robots today for the first time probably since like 03. Uh-huh. It holds up, man. I mean, it's chaotic metalcore. It's it's really like it has that vibe like Converge does where you're like unstable people like this. <laughs> like yeah. unstable people truly get this. Yeah, like there was that time where you're like uh I remember bands like that and you I could think of videos where like there's a lot of flashes, like a lot yeah. of flashing lights and a lot of like stuttering, like the camera like a lot of quick cuts on the like I could see that in those videos. Um but yeah, they were they were actually really great live. It was cool they played in Daytona uh with Darkest mm-hmm. Hour. I remember, yeah. Which was a lot of fun. So that was a cool tour. It was Darkest Hour, Dead to Fall, and Curl Up and Die, right? I think so. That was a crazy tour. That was, that was yeah. a fun time. So anyway, I always liked them. They're a lot of fun. There's not a lot to explain except for they're from Las Vegas. They sound fucking crazy and they're snarky as hell, and I'm glad they're back. <laughs> Band explained. Anyway, patrons. Let's do the patrons. Shout out to our patrons. Michael Osborne, Sam Parnum, Laura Crosby, Kate Neal, Amelia Andrews, Matthew Fisher, and Jessica Crane. Thank you all so much for your undying loyalty and pledging your support to a podcast that is just two dudes screaming in different rooms in the same city. Thank you. We appreciate you. Hey, who knows? You. Maybe we'll get a studio one day and then we'll sound more natural. We may. We may do that, which would be fantastic. One day. Not today. Maybe it might be a little bit down the way. Down the way. So, I don't think we have any other updates, right? There's nothing to update right now. The books are still on sale, so that's yep. cool. Books are available. Um, yeah. Zine's coming. Zine's coming. It's 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 been coming, but it's coming. If you want to talk to us, find us on Instagram at I don't want to hear a podcast. Find us on Twitter at IDWHI podcast. Find us on Facebook at I don't want to hear a podcast. Find us on email at Old Punks vs the World. Or check out our publishing company's website at WND Press, where you can email us at WNDPress at gmail.com. So reach out to us in any way you want to. Um, if you'd like to uh, share music, if you'd like to maybe check out our Patreon account and donate to that too, that would be cool. Um, otherwise, Mikey, do your thing. Yeah, that actually brings up a, a good point. If you if you have music that you'd like to share, uh, send it to us. Doesn't necessarily mean we'll we'll use it, but 
yeah, I mean, if, if you're a new band and you're listening to this, uh, if you want maybe 50 other people to know about your band, send us your band. Yeah. We've talked about kind of getting our finger back on the pulse of the scene. Yeah, that too. Help us. <laughs> help us. Help us help you. Help us old farts get back into what punk rock really is. Um, so yeah, if you go to our website, I don't want to hear a podcast.com. You can listen to all our bands that are not new, but old. Uh, if you click the link, it came from the beach. An extra special thank you to Evan. It was cool having him on. Wolfie, Wolfie fucking Taylor. Wolfie fucking Taylor. It was nice of him to take time out of his schedule of bashing other men to bits to speak with his old friends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and we will keep you guys updated. Uh, we've heard Porch Coffin. Porch Coffin is sick. So as soon as they release something or are about to release something, uh, we'll let you know. For sure. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. And we'll be back again next week with another 101 or 5. So until then. Annihilate this week. And good night, Taco Bell Joe, wherever you are. <laughs> All I can think of now is Taco Bell Joe doing wrestling commentary. <laughs> oh, that's a great on buddy. <laughs> Keep up that power bomb, pal. Oh, no, not barbed wire, pal. What a great flying elbow. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.